everyone, welcome to another episode of the Africa Business Sport Podcast. Today we are following one very interesting trends in the broadcasting sports broadcasting industry, which has to do with most choice, Comcast and Sky. A very interesting topic that Double and I found very relevant to have on the conversation. And we brought a very well astute experienced man in the sport broadcasting and sport development space in Africa. Jabu, who do we have for our audience today? Today on the Africa Business of Sport podcast to speak about this fascinating new groundbreaking deal with multi-choice NBC, Universal and Sky is the former head of sports at SABC and the current founder of Sportscape Media, Gary Rathbone. Gary, thank you for making the time and welcome on to the Africa Business of Sport podcast. Good to, good to be here, guys. Thanks for, for inviting me along. Just before we jump into the conversation, you have had an incredible career working for some of the biggest broadcasting media organizations. You've now founded your own company, Sportscape, just last year. Could you just take us through briefly your career experience and how you've navigated the sports business? Um, thanks, Joe. Yeah, I mean, I've been in the sports broadcasting space for well over 20 years now. Um, started off as producing and uh, directing stuff, uh, sports uh, stories and news and things like that as a producer. Um, things like the old Wars of Weekend back on the, on the SABC and way, way, way back and then the likes of Carte Blanche and Front Row and things like that. Um, and then uh, with Aubrey Tau, we put together the uh, one of the first ever um, Pan-African football shows called the African Soccer Show. And we did that as well as uh, create uh, for basically we planned, created, launched uh, with uh, in collaboration with CAF the first Africa, African Player of the Year Awards event back in uh, 2000. And we had that brand that for CAF for five years before um, CAF stepped in and well, decided to, to hand it over to someone else to do because they were paying more money for it. Um, and um, yeah, that but, but it was a great experience with the African Soccer Show and uh, running the, the CAF African Player of the Year Awards. So, um, you know, got a really a lot of experience around the continent and certainly as far as sports broadcasting is concerned concerned you know getting uh, getting a, a picture of what it really means to people um from there i was a, moved out to super sport uh, produced a show called football africa for them for a couple of years uh won, a, won an award for the show at the time for the best uh, uh for the sabc uh, sports journalist of the year awards for best uh, television insert for in around 2006 i think it was uh and then i um um moved over from the production side to the business side of sports when i was off the position as a uh, Head of Africa for Supersport, which basically meant taking on the role of managing Supersport's uh, business outside of South Africa. Uh, based in Nigeria for a year, um, helping setting up things there, um, as well as, you know, because we had just acquired the, um, the Nigerian League at the time and helping sort of wade through all the issues that went with that. Uh, then Kenya for three years, uh, further three years there as well. Also working closely, obviously, working on the leagues there and East Africa, like Uganda and um and, and in Tanzania. And, uh, and then I resigned in 2012 to set up my own business called uh, um, Sports News Africa, where I thought there'd be a great idea to try and get something on, up and running to create a, a kind of daily news show for African sports fans and viewers in the continent that, that brought, people, brought the world of sports news to them on a daily basis, you know, in a news format. But um, and we did manage to get that up and running, but it only lasted a year because I couldn't really get the traction and, and the funding to keep it going. So that is really unfortunate. Um, but I've also worked with Star Times, um, helping set up, build their, as, as head of sport there, directing their 
setting up their five sports channels that they needed to be put up when they were moving into the media space. Um, so I did that for a year and a half, got their channels, launched the channels, then moved off that to work with the Discovery Network on uh, consulting on the possibility of a sports uh, channel for Africa as well for Discovery Network and uh, finished that project. And then decided to come back to South Africa and see what was going on. Then COVID hit and wasn't just sure what was going to happen next and uh, then got the chance to, the offer to come and hit up the SABC. And I've spent the last two and a half years as uh, head of sport to the SABC, building their sports proposition. Got everything I think that needed to be in place as far as I could go within the limitations, obviously, that we had at the SABC in terms of scope, you know, limits of channels and, 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 and in terms of, um, um, you know, money that we can spend on content. But I did launch the, the SABC's first ever 24-7 um, sports channel. So the SABC Sport now exists. And so I resigned in September uh, last year and set up Sportscape Media just to consult with people and help uh, move the whole sports process, sports, the business of sport along for everybody, basically, wherever I can, and use my network and experience to try and keep making things happen. And uh, that's where I am now. That's an incredible career journey, I must say, and your accomplishments and career achievements just speak for themselves there. I think I might ask you this question because it's directly linked to what we're going to be speaking about. What would your thoughts be? from all the experiences that you've learned around the potential of African sports media? Well, I think the potential for African sports media is huge because we haven't really tapped into it properly, basically. And I think that, um, you know, the biggest chance that has been missed is the fact that free to airs across the continent I and mean, even South Africa haven't paid enough attention to the, the possibilities that sport offers in terms of building audiences and, and driving revenues. And if you look at how successful it has been in helping keep pay TVs afloat, um, and you wonder why free airs haven't tried to do more with that space. And that's been a pity. The um, opportunity now is with actually, there is an opportunity for, 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 for things to change with the digital environment and streaming and the like. And, and I think that that's going to change uh, the, the, the marketplace for everybody. And I think it touches very much on what our main subject is, uh, is all about. And, uh, and I think that if you look at what uh, MultiChoice and, 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 and Comcast and, and Sky are doing together, uh, I mean, I think that just shows that they see very strongly the future for streaming, you know, the streaming business uh, in, in, in Africa. And, and certainly, you know, this shouldn't be lost on all the other players out there in the market and stop waiting to think that we're thinking that uh, life is going to carry on as it was five years ago, even two years ago, that things are going to change quite rapidly. And there's a huge opportunity for, for a number of players to get into the space if they, if they move quickly enough. For most of us on the continent who are part of the Gen Z generation and even a bit before, we know of super sports and to a certain degree DSTV, but majority do not know who multi-choice is. Could you, kind, could you just take us through who or what multi-choice stands for and the companies and subsidiaries that they own? So, so multi-choice is the, the kind of overarching business unit that, uh, that under which all the, the brand names, as it were, the, the front-facing, um, public-facing brand names that people are familiar with, you know, Mnet, uh, Movie Magic, uh, um, Supersport, um, uh, Showmax, um, not to mention a lot of things, that, uh, other related digital um, properties and things like that and the technologies as well, because they actually manage their own um, the set-top box manufacture and stuff like that. Um, so that's all part of the multi-choice um, environment. And of course, there's the two parts of it. There's multi-choice in South Africa, and then there's multi-choice Africa, which takes care of all the, the, the territories outside of South Africa. 
And um, but together they all kind of manage it. All, all those properties that I'm talking are talking about all fall under that multi-choice uh, banner. When we heard about this news, breaking news around multi-choice Comcast and Sky's new partnership, all of us while in the sports business were immediately just thinking about what would the implications for sport mean. But on a wider scale, what is the significance of this new partnership between multi-choice NBC Universal and Sky? Look, I mean, I, I think that from a sports point of view, I don't think it's going to change too much in terms of a con- from the content point, the content side, because as it is, it doesn't matter what Sky has or what uh, uh, NBC have or whatever the case may be, you know, what's on the Comcast table. It depends on what content they have that is that they have the rights to broadcast within the African space. So, um, and as it stands, as far as sport is concerned, there's very little that exists out there that uh, Supersport don't already have, you know, in on their platform. So I don't expect to see much more in terms of, from a content point of view. I think the real, the real impact on this is going to be about how they will deliver this in the streaming space and what they will offer. And what they'll offer will be an incredibly strong and incredibly um, effective uh, streaming um, engagement uh, space so that, uh, you know, the content will be uh, that, that you're used to, you know, will be offered in a way that is, that is, that is very, very easy to access, that is a, a very, very um, easy to experience um, and not, you know, very literally problem-free. And that, you know, that people will be able to sort of are probably engage with it in a lot of different ways that rather than just a single kind of way that you can now. So I think that's going to be the one big change. The other big change or the big, the big impact of this is probably going to be to Showmax itself because Showmax, uh, you know, is actually taking on a lot, lot more sport. And in many ways, what this says to me is something that I've been saying for a while now. Um, I said it a couple of years ago at various places to say that, you know, in future, in, in the very, very near future, what we think of as Mnet or, or, and, and those things and, and Supersport and all these different things, the way they exist, they will kind of cease to exist as we, as we know them. And everything will actually fall under Showmax. And so all you do is that you would just get a Showmax subscription and everything that you always used to find would actually be sitting in the Showmax thing because that's where most people will actually have, have, have moved to would be the streaming space. So that would be all you, all, all you would need, basically. And, and I think that this move speaks to that quite, quite strongly, because if you look at the way that they put it, they, it's, it's, it's multi-choice, yes, but it's kind of multi-choice and, and multi-choice is deal, but it's kind of like looking at the way it's Showmax, um, NBC and Sky, basically. And it's a benefit for, as it says, access for increased access and content for Showmax subscribers. The, the, the emphasis is on Showmax very, very strongly. And you can see that this is kind of where the whole thing, everything is migrating into the Showmax space. For me, I was sharing with Jabu that I think it's a very interesting way they've created this initiative and even formed companies out of it and made it very forward thinking. You, you don't see this happening very often on the continent. So for me, I first of all applaud multi-choice for this kind of partnership and then initiative where they are more or less trying to rival Netflix on the continent because if you're able to bring content from Sky, from um, um, NBC Universal, especially through the third-party initiatives of HBO, it make it very easy for Africans to hop onto it. 
looking at the relaunch of SoMax, right? Take us through the 70-30 split yeah. between the two organizations and then how this came across and what it really means for um, content for Africans here who would love content, who want more content. Well, well I, I think there will be more content, but I think the thing to bear in mind is that it's 70-30 split. Remember that, as I said, like with sport, um, you know, Showmax already has a lot of the top stuff from around the world anyway on their on that platform um there's very few things that are happening outside the rest of the world um all the top shows and things like that that you find um are either on netflix or in showmax um you know they they, they really have a huge um stable of, of content but obviously bringing on um nbc's content and content that they can clear for broadcasts in africa that we that that, that netflix that that, that showmax don't have at the moment um, will certainly mean that it will give a greater depth to the content itself. But again, I think that the key thing here is going to be the, while the, there will be a content um, um, kind of uh, payoff uh, as well, I do think that the, the key thing here is going to be from the technical point of view and, and, and how that partnership works. I think we're forgetting about the fact that, that Sky is involved in this, in this as well. And, and MultiChoice have already gone into a partnership with Sky around their glass offering. You know, I don't know if you know about Sky Glass. That was launched about a year or so ago. Yeah. And basically, it is a, a smart TV um, that you can buy that comes fully loaded with all the channels, everything. And so you don't need to buy a set-top box or any dish or anything like that. It's just you buy a nice big and you can get it in different sizes, you know, 45 55, 65, or how big you want it. It's a big smart TV. And then you pay it off like you pay off your, your monthly subscriptions on your decoder, basically, like you used to do, except you don't need the decoder anymore. It's all in a TV. Now, Sky launched this, as I said, about a year or so ago, and it's been very successful. And, and, and obviously, they're looking to see how to replicate that kind of concept into the market as well. So again, it's a technical partnership, I think, for, you know, foremostly. And a content, uh, the benefits of content are going to be there, but they are going to be the second part of this, um, the way this evolves. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be interesting to see and interesting how it evolves on the content side. But again, as, as I said, remember, you know, Chomax and, and MultiChoice as a whole have a lot of, uh, of the top international content in their stable already. One point that is emphasized in the statement announcing this groundbreaking deal between multi-choice NBC and Sky is the use of Peacock's technology and content to be used yeah. for Showmax subscribers. So what does this mean for African subscribers of Showmax at the moment? Is What would that mean for the price implication? Does that mean, for example, that Showmax subscribers should be expecting to add a couple of rands to their subscriptions every month? Yeah, I mean, it, it could. Um, it, I, you know what I mean? I, I don't... Um wouldn't say no. I mean, every chance they, they, they can, they can you'll use as an excuse to kind of put the price up. But at the same time, they, they do, they're also aware that the, the economy right now isn't, isn't, uh, isn't in great shape wherever you are on the continent. And, um, and they need to find ways to retain subscribers. And, um, you know, just making a better product at one level and, 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 and making it more expensive is not going to do enough to, to retain subscribers on the whole. The, the bottom line for retaining subscribers right now in the current economic condition is going to be uh, price, basically, affordability. And um, so I, I think in some ways, another sort of thing about this deal 
is going to be that 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 between the three because both NBC and Sky are big are quite major heavyweights that it would enable the offering that they create jointly on the continent to maybe be kept at a uh, an affordable price while offering a lot better a better proposition because that would be attractive and do a lot to retain customers and, and bring customers back again. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I think if, if there are price increases that are factored into this, I do think that um, uh, I think they, they, that would, could, could be a problem for them. For me, with anything that involves sports, one of my primary focuses is, is on sustainability and long-term impact. Look at the buzz that has been created by the announcement of such an innovative partnership moving forward. What are we to expect from this partnership with regards to the growth of streaming on the continent and the other implications it has for the sports leader landscape, given the fact that in a couple of years to come, Africa will have greater access to the internet and greater access to streaming um, capabilities, as we've seen with the growth of the young generation? Well, yes, I mean, absolutely. This is... This is, to me, is the key thing. So this is what it's all about as far as I'm concerned. This is a, an investment uh, in, in the future. This is a, 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 an acclamation of faith in the future of streaming and the internet and the fact that everybody will eventually be uh, connecting to the internet. And it, and it is really is a huge bet on the future. And I think it's a good bet on the future because I've, no, I've always believed that that is where the future lies. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, I think that if any, that's the thing about a company like, like a multi-choice uh, and, and like Sky and, and NBC as well, is that, you know, they know that they can't actually continue um, just to keep doing the same thing that they've always done and think that things will just continue to either get better or, um, you know, I mean, that they could survive. You have to you have to change. And they've been working on this change for a while. They've been ready to meet this change for a while. And I think that this is a great play to actually meet that change and ensure that they can kind of, maintain their, 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 their business effectiveness uh, into the future. Um, just one little point I want to note before we kind of do wrap up is that there is a bit of a fly in this particular ointment in that um, Canal Plus have also been working very hard to acquire uh, shares in the multi-choice business and now currently own about 32.27% of the multi-choice business. So being the other big main um internet well other main pay tv network on the continent um they become a third arm in what is going to be could be a four-way partnership here between multi-choice canal plus and 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 uh, the likes of sky and and nbc so just watch that space as well to see how that plays out because even it could be a time when um canal plus might actually buy out um multi-choice altogether or they might just stay where they are and, and look to kind of just to create the, the way that they collaborate and partner going forward with their focus, obviously, on Francophone Africa. But yeah, it's something to, to keep an eye on for the future. That's really interesting. And final question, Gary, is this almost a trend where we're seeing these big media broadcasting organizations such as Multi-Choice, you speak about Canal Plus now, really investing in streaming? Because you've also seen it over the past year or so with being sport, where they recently yeah. launched Todd, which is also one of their streaming services too. Is this almost a trend where we're seeing all these different sports organizations trying to maybe capture that African Gen Z? Yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. Well, you know, I mean, for me, as I said, it's, it, it's, it's where the future is and people have got to start, you know what I mean? At some point, a lot of smaller 
operations have made have been moving into the space as well. You know, I've been trying to relaunch my own project with this and try and create a you know a, 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 you know a streaming sports platform, an African streaming sports platform, sports news focused platform. But um, and and uh, I think that that um, you know what I mean. It's just that that it, it, you can do it. The small guys can keep doing it and, and make some sort of impact. But it's when the big guys start actually doing this and 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 uh, you know moving into the space, then you know the the, the moment has come. Um, for everybody to get ready because this is, you know, what I mean, it's going to happen. If they weren't going to do, if weren't doing this, um, they would be. They, if they're showing no faith in the future of streaming in, in in Africa, then they wouldn't be doing this. They've made a clear statement about this, and I think everybody now needs to take notice and start uh, moving their 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 business uh, uh, in the direction accordingly. For me, I'm very excited to see where the streaming platform and the streaming industry will get to because of course there's so much content to be um you know interacted with and so much content to consume that when we have different organizations all being a part of the streaming industry and wanting to provide some form of service of some sort to a certain percentage of the audience it really and truly means that high quality will be sought for by all the streaming platforms at every point in time, which is very good for a continent because it means that more continent, more consumption, more money, and really more enjoyment of sports. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening to us. There we have it again, Gary Rathbone, a very experienced individual within the sports broadcasting face in Africa. We are extremely grateful that you came on the, on the podcast to discuss the new multi-choice NBC Universal and Sky partnership. So next week we meet again. Thank you and bye. Thank you everybody. Bye.